Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Thank you so much, as we say every week, for taking time out of your busy schedule just to be here, right here, listening to us on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Now, we have to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. First up, we have Lucille Rohn, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPVO. HIPVO exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past, current, and future. HIPVO has encouraging veteran apparel available as well that will make you proud to be a veteran. Also, if you would like for Lucille Rome to be brought out to your location or to speak at any speaking engagements that you may have, please get more information by visiting their website at lucillerone.com. That's L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E. Dot com. And then we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. For those who are into social media, they have a Facebook page that you can check out simply by searching Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. And so, as always, we're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. And so, if you are able, please bow your heads with us. Like we say, if you are with your honey, grab their hands so we can go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for yet another time to be able to come before your people, dear God. We just thank you for life on today, dear God. We thank you for everything that you are doing in each and every one of our lives, Heavenly Father. We lift up marriages to you right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. We know that with what the world is doing, it makes it appear that the world is winning, that the enemy is winning, that the enemy is coming against marriages, dear God. But we already know as children of you, the most high God, heavenly father, that we prevail in the end, that you prevail in the end, dear God. And there is nothing that the enemy can do to succeed. So we lift up marriages and we just ask and pray that you would just cover them right now by your blood in the name of Jesus, dear God, that you would keep them when it's the down areas in their marriage, dear God, and the down parts, dear God, that you would just remind us, Heavenly Father, that we are more than conquerors, even in our marriages, dear God. We lift up every leader to you right now around the world, Heavenly Father, that decisions is made, dear God, according to you, that they will fall on their face, Heavenly Father, and ask what your will is, dear God, that they will fall on their face, dear God, and they will pray and ask, dear God, that your will not only be done, Heavenly Father, but they will walk according to you, dear God, that they will not move and let you have given them that God is in directive to move heavenly father. We also pray for those who are transitioning in their next stage of life, dear God, and meaning those who are graduating from high school, those who are graduating from college, dear God, we ask that you would just order their steps, dear God, as you see fit, because you said, dear God, that you have mapped out our lives, Heavenly Father, and I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, that we would just pull back to you, that you would be a light unto our feet, dear God. Dear God, we come right now praying for our communities, that you would continue to bring them together even the more, dear God, in positive ways, not that our communities would come together for just negative situations, dear God, but we would come together positively. We ask and pray that all the churches come together on one accord, dear God, 
that it will no longer be this against that heavenly father, but it will be ultimately so you can get the glory that there will be more so unity in our communities, dear God, around the world as the people are crying for dear God. We thank you for what you're going to do on this show. And dear God, we ask and pray that you would just speak through me and my husband, heavenly father, that a word would be said, dear God, that would oppose the effect for change right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, that somewhere in somebody's heart, dear God, that an unction would be dropped, that they will move for the things of better and the things that are better in you, dear God. We ask that you would just cover this show, this radio station. As you continue to bless it, dear God, that it will reach many, dear God, around the world as it is doing even the more heavenly father. We pray for each and every volunteer, each and every radio personality, the owners of the radio station and the spiritual overseers. Dear God, we ask that you would just have your way, that words will go forth, dear God, of you and not of us. Dear God, less of us and more of you. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And our motto for the show on Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 6th verse, and it reads, So there are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God is joined together, let no one separate. And so we're going to do a quick um, recap of last week's show where it was entitled The Roots That Causes Problems in Your Marriage. And so on last week, we were talking about, you know, because we know as we have our ups and downs in marriages that there are going to be problems. But as how do we get through that thing together as a husband and wife and where we're no longer seeing each other as the enemy, we are coming together on one accord like the word of God says. And so with that, we were talking about how the root needs to be addressed. We gave five different categories on last week and we just asked the listeners to, you know, examine yourself and ask yourself, which category is it that you fit in? And so then on the flip side, it's like, what can we do to help once we identify what the root causes, the root problems that we continue to go over and over and over again in this vicious cycle, how the husband and wife can work together to change that. And so one of the things that I thought was really, really profound is um, when husbands and wives, when you find out what their root problem is, so allow your husband or your wife to be the one that uh, that can help you for that in which you felt like you was missing out in your childhood. We took it back and we tied it back into a lot of these things we do not realize that we bring forth in our marriage. It stems from our childhood. And so if you happen to missed that show on last week and you would like to hear it, feel free to go to buzzsprout.com, B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com, search Marriage Mondays with the Kings, and you will see the radio show that is entitled The Root That Causes Problems in Your Marriage. As we move forward in today's show, we want to talk about today's topic, and that topic is finding safety in your marriage. Hmm. Once again, that topic is finding safety in your marriage. And so our KRGN disclaimer, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management, or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of the information on this show. 
And so also, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriage, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so our marriage question of the day is, what is preventing you from safety in your marriage? Do you find safety in God? Again, what is preventing you from safety in your marriage? Do you find safety in God? And so as we go forward, um, I think it's important that, you know, when we focus on certain um, topics, uh, certain words, we have to really get a good understanding of those words. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, focusing on the word safety. And I looked up the word safety in uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and it defines safety as the following. It's the condition of being safe from undergoing or causing hurt, injury, or loss. Mm. A safety is also a device that may be used like on a weapon or a gun of some sort. And it's designed to prevent inadvertent or hazardous operation or injury to an individual. Mm. And also in football, for those uh, sports fans out there, we know that a safety occurs when a member of the offensive team is tackled behind their own goal line. In, order, in other words, the goal that they're trying to protect. Um, a person gets tackled there, then the other team uh, receives two points for tackling that person there. Hmm. And so as we go into uh, this topic today, finding safety in your marriage, uh, I think safety has a lot to do with preparation. Okay. In hmm. order for you to make something safe, you have to be able to prepare it. In other words, you have to look at different avenues of approach. You have to look at different things that may cause harm uh, to your marriage. And when you start to look at those different things, now you know how to uh, guard against those things so that your marriage feels safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest things that you have to do when you make your marriage safe is is you have to set a foundation first. Mm, okay. You have to set a foundation first. And it's a lot like building a house. You get the foundation set and you let that get set and settled. And then you start to add the other things to the house. If that foundation isn't set right, then the rest of the house is not going to be able to stand. Mm. And I think in a lot of individuals' marriages, they have an issue with feeling safe because you didn't set the foundation while you yes. were dating. Yes, yes. So if you didn't feel safe then while you were dating, A lot of people think, well, it's going to be easy once I put a ring on that person's finger or they put a ring on my finger, I'll feel safe at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times individuals show you just how safe you're going to be from the get-go. They do. Yes. And so we have to understand that that feeling of safety in a relationship needs to be set uh, while you're dating so that you have a a sense of security at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, we don't ask an individual, you know, we're going to teach you how to jump out of an airplane and you got to uh, depend on that uh, air, on that parachute. Mm-hmm. And you spend a lot of time with that parachute. You learn how to pack it. You know how to fold it. it it's a lot of things that go into it. But all too often now, we just want to grab something that somebody else has packed and jumped out of the plane. Mm, so wow. we have to start learning how to set that foundation and getting ourselves ready So that when we move into that relationship, when it goes to that deeper level and we're thinking about engagement and marriage and things of that nature, that we already feel safe instead of trying to figure out how to be safe once you get into the relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another part of that 
and I don't want to go too long. I want to make sure my wife gets her uh, things in that she studied is safety is all about position. Mm, okay. When you have someone who is attacking you, you can't turn your back to that individual. You have to put yourself in a position to where you see the attack of the enemy. And that way, as you see it coming, now you can prepare a defense and figure out how you're going to protect yourself and those other individuals as that attack is coming. Mm. And for a lot of individuals, we don't put ourselves in a position to feel safe. Mm-hmm. We don't put ourselves in a position to even defend. Wow. Wow. That that is really true. You know, as we're talking throughout today's show, you know, in our question of the day, what is preventing you from safety in your marriage, from feeling like you are safe in your marriage? And do you find safety in God? If you can kind of keep in your mind to kind of parallel your relationship with God that you have, you and your husband and wife's relationship with God, and then the relationship that you have with each other when it comes to safety. And so just kind of thinking about that, I want to come from Proverbs, um, and I hope I don't be taking my honey's <laughs> scriptures, but Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, I'll be reading from the KJV, and it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. So I'm going to ask this question. You know me to be very direct. If you all have been following us for some time, listening to our show and supporting us, we thank you for that. But I'm going to ask this question. If you do not feel safe in your marriage, what does the safety look like that you have in God? What is that parallel? If you don't feel safety now, now I'm going to ask you this. What does safety look like to you? I I, I honestly often ask this question a great deal. What does safety look like to you? And so as I was thinking about the different categories of safety that one could think about, you have your physical safety, you have your emotional safety, you have financial safety, you have spiritual safety, which a lot of people don't think about, but I'll come back to that. You even have mental safety. What does safety look like to you? And so to me, when I look at the list of safety, quote unquote, that I just read, I think more people focus out of all of those on the financial safety that would probably be number one than they do um, the other areas of safety. Number two will probably be physical safety. And some of y'all may say, well, physical may be my number one. Either way, those top two are the ones of safety that people probably most commonly feel when it comes to their marriage. Um, financial and physical. But my question is this, what about your spiritual safety? Now us as children of the most high God, we um, supposed to have faith when it comes to God. How much faith do you have in your marriage? Some are even saying I have more faith in God, which I think you should, but I have more faith in God than I do have in my marriage. I have faith in God, but I don't have faith in my marriage. Why is that? That kind of links back to the radio show that we had on last week. What is the root cause? And we are so quick to say, it's my husband. It's my wife. They're the problem. No, 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 no. Because see, we have to be able to be grown enough to effectively communicate to our husband and wife what safety look like. Now, I'm not one to be the king of analogies. That's my husband and I'm not going to take that from him. However, I can use a good common example. And this is what God gave me. A good common example that us as husband and wife deal with on a regular. And some of y'all may laugh when you hear me say this because you know you're guilty. This good common example is the example of, baby, uh, 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 let's go out to eat. Where do you want to eat? 
And what do we do? We go back and forth. I don't know. Whatever you want. Well, no, I didn't ask you. It was whatever you want. And then you back and forth. You're driving around your city for probably a good 10, 15 minutes talking about, well, whatever you want. But see, this is the thing in this in this example. We're hungry, but we don't know we what we want. I'm hungry. I'm telling my husband, baby, I'm hungry. And his common response is going to say, okay, baby, well, what do you want? What do you want to make? Or what do you want to go get to eat? Or whatever. And I tell him, you know what? I don't know. I'm hungry, but I don't know. And then he said, okay, baby, you know, we can go get you something to eat. Just let me know. But see, I, I, I'm mad. I begin to get mad at my husband because he won't feed me. However, I cannot let him know what it is that I want in order to satisfy the hunger that I'm having. Mm. Does that make sense to anybody out here? That's good. So this is why the communication is very important. You can't get mad at your husband and wife for not providing safety when you haven't even effectively communicated to them what safety look like to you. Mm. And so some set up and say, well, Shan... You got to understand when I married them, they should know what I want. That is a lie. Quit lying to yourself and quit beating your spouse over the head with that same lie. Because just because they said I do to you, just because my husband got down on his knee, he asked me to marry him. I said I do to him. That does not mean he automatically became a genie, a magic genie where all he I had to do was rub on the side of the lamp and he could tell me what it is. No, you're fooling yourself. So learn how to effectively communicate. And if you don't know, before you start beating up your husband and your wife with the words that are coming out your mouth because you're getting frustrated because they're not meeting that hunger that you have, you need to sit down and examine yourself and ask yourself, do I want a salad or do I want some soul food? Do I want some Chinese food or do I want some Mexican food? What is going to satisfy my hunger and make me feel like if I communicated to my husband that boom, because he's going to help and take care of the needs and the hunger that I want, but I had to be able to let them know what that looks like. Mm. So some of you all having issues in your marriage right now because you don't even know how to effectively communicate your hunger. And then you get mad and say that your spouse should know, baby, uh, uh-uh. uh, examine yourself and get it right. Keep your mouth closed and meditate on the word of God day and night and pray to God until God give you that revelation or you come to the revelation of what it is that you actually need. That's good. That's real good. And the the way I kind of came at, at this is um, my my wife and I, you, you guys know the two become one. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I looked at that as well uh, from a physical, a financial, an emotional, a mental, and a spiritual standpoint. Mm. And so when I think of those things and I think of a person feeling safe, mm-hmm. uh, kind of going back to the military, anytime you jump into unknown territory, mm. it may even be known territory, one of the first things you have to do is you're going to examine the place that you're about to set up your operations in, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. and then you have to establish a perimeter. Mm. And so I look at those different areas of safety as a perimeter that a person and a couple has to defend. Mm. You have to fend, uh, defend a person or a, um, your marriage in a physical way. Mm-hmm. You have to defend it in a spiritual way. You have to defend against emotional and mental and financial issues that are going there. Mm-hmm. Now, the question that I have to ask you is, have you even set up a perimeter to start forming safety? Mm. 
Some of us just think that safety comes because we're providing for our family mm-hmm. and we're doing all those things that we're supposed to do. And, and that's pretty much it. This is an ongoing task. Even in yeah. the military, once you go into a place and you set up uh, your base of operations, you're constantly working on your security because the enemy is constantly working to see how they can breach that. Exactly. And so yeah. in, in the old days, and, and I'll take it way, way back, there was a lot of different ways that a person protected uh, their perimeter. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they built forts. They had big gates. Uh, Sometimes when they had castles, they had moats that they built around the castle, uh, and they pulled up the drawbridge, and there was no other way you was going to be able to get into that perimeter. Mm -hmm. They may have had fences uh, that were there, and they had people who were on guard duty to kind of look out for those things that were coming. Mm. And so in your relationship that you have today, have you even established your perimeter? Mm. So if you haven't established your perimeter, it's easy for the enemy to sneak in and you're no longer safe. Now, I will tell you this. There are a lot of relationships, I believe, that individuals have tried to establish a perimeter. But then you get a problem when the person that's on guard lets the wrong people in. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. See, when you have a perimeter set up and you have that sentinel that's on guard, he knows who's supposed to be inside the gates and he knows who's not supposed to be there. Yes. There may be a password that's there. You may be wearing the same uniform, but there is something that says you can be here or you can't. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes in our relationships, we have to ask ourselves the question, who have we let inside our perimeter? Wow. Mm-mm-mm. So when you're sitting there and you're trying to protect your family, when you're trying to protect your relationship, have you let somebody sneak in that's starting to cause damage? Because mm-hmm. when damage is done from the inside out, it's hard to get over that. That's true. It's hard to restore. That is so true. I'm going to read um, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. I'm going to read it from the message. And it reads, I was snatched from the jaws of the lion. God's looking after me, keeping me safe in the kingdom of heaven. All praise to him. Praise forever. Oh, yes. And so as we were talking about the question of the day and the second uh, uh, question being, do you find safety in God? I, I, I said this a little bit earlier. Parallel your marriage to your relationship with God. My husband was talking about foundation. If you don't have a foundation with God, then why, how do you think that your marriage is going to be successful? If you don't know how to practice having a relationship with God to when things get tough, when you're having a hard day, even in the middle of the day where you go to the Lord in prayer, God says that he is our refuge. We can find safety in him. And so I know the peace that I have in God. I know I have grown to the point being 41 years old, that I'm not trying to figure things out anymore. Because if the word of God says he knows the plans that he have for us, I know that I am already safe because he's laid out the blueprint. So with that, I need to take that same level of faith that I have in God and have that same level of faith with my husband. Now, some of y'all out there saying, well, Shane, you don't understand. My husband isn't, isn't, isn't. Shane, you don't understand. My wife, uh, 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 uh. Let's go back. Let's, let's, let's reel it back. Let's reel it back in. What made you fall in love with them? What made you fall in love with them? Out of the safeties that I said, physical safety, emotional, financial, spiritual, mental, and I'm going to even add in communication safety. That's a whole nother one or whatever. Which one is most important to you is why? Have you ever communicated to your husband and wife and told them, baby, you make me feel so safe? 
Have you ever communicated that? And some may say, hmm, I never even thought about that. But what we know with words come power. I've communicated that to my husband. You know, I'm not even going to tell you how and why we But I've communicated that to my husband and let him know how it is that he make me feel safe. What safety look like to me. To me, it's not financial. You have some wives that sit up. You have some husbands set up. Wives more so want to know that the husband can financially take care of them and take care of the children and everything like that. The husband may be one that he's watching the numbers. And if the money falls below a certain account in the bank, then all, uh, 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 all heck breaks loose. You know what I'm saying? It is just dysfunction and destruction in your marriage because you fell two cents below in your bank account. But let me ask you, do you put as much effort into the spiritual safety? While we're worried about all these 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 physical things, how many of us are worried about the spiritual safety of our marriage? How many of us as husband and wife are getting together? When is the last time you prayed together besides blessing your food if you did that? So when we think about safety, you have to ask yourself, and, and I can almost help assist in a way. Now, in correlation to last week's show, the roots of problems that's caused, how we went back and we were talking about childhood. I, I want you to look at this. The biggest thing that you lacked as far as safety, I can almost guarantee I'm not a betting woman, but the biggest thing that you have lacked as far as safety in your childhood growing up, I guarantee you nine times out of 10 is what you ultimately require in your adulthood and in your marriage from your spouse. If you grew up broke, rats and roaches and this, that and other, you then left away from the environment, you pushed to do have better and greater, baby, you are not trying to be with someone who cannot provide financial safety for you. If there was some type of physical abuse in your childhood, nine times out of 10, you want some type of safety. And some may say, well, Shan, I don't agree with that. I can take care of myself. But when, when you say myself, you're no longer talking about the two becoming one. You're talking about the two that are being one. Okay, so it's exactly opposite of the word of God. So think about that when it comes to safety. What was you lacking in your childhood? And how does that equate to what you actually desire in your marriage, in your adulthood? That's good. That's really good. Um, one of the things that God had kind of given to me um, when it came to the idea of safety. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times safety starts out with an individual and it spreads to other people. Mm. And so sometimes we have to protect and, and kind of make sure our own personal, uh, our individual selves are, are safe mm -hmm. before we can make sure someone else may be safe. Mm. And a part of that says um, how do I dress for safety? Mm. Am I dressed for safety? Okay. And so, you know, we're in the Bible that tells you to put on the whole armor of God yes. so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the sword of the spirit. Uh, it talks about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, yes. the shoes of peace. Mm. See, mm -hmm. some of us don't know how to dress for safety. Mm. You know, I can bring it back to today. When you look at a football player, he has helmet, he has pads, he has shoes, he has a mouth guard because those are the areas that may get injured while he's out there in battle some of us are going into battle and we don't have our safety gear with us mm. if you don't know how to swim you shouldn't be jumping in a lake probably without some type of life preserver a life vest or something of that nature and that's what a lot of us do when we jump into marriage because we haven't made sure that we have something to keep us afloat mm. we're depending it all on somebody else on, and that on. life preserver may not be able to keep both of you up mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so are you dressing 
for safety or are you walking around naked? Mm. And so in your relationship, you have to understand that to be dressed for that safety, you're able to withstand a lot of the things that can cause harm to your relationship. But if you don't dress it, you leave your relationship wide open. Wow. So I guess we can go ahead and go to the commercial break. All right. Because <laughs> if we get to roll, we're going to roll right on past that because this is getting good. So. All right. And so... Um, as everyone knows, uh, we always like to thank those individuals who support Marriage Mondays with the Kings yes. here on KRG and 98.5 FM, The Rock. Mm-hmm. And so a big way that we like to do that is to send shout out to those individuals who are supporting us. So we're going to start off in Cannesville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And we want to send a big shout out to Kleister Thompson's. Wow. Kleister Thompson's of Cannesville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to jump down to the southern state of Mississippi and send a big shout out to uh, Erica Smith of Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Okay. Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Crystal Springs. And then, you know, we say this a lot here on the radio. Um, We just never thought Marriage Mondays with the Kings would go this far. But Marriage Mondays with the Kings is reaching out around the world. Mm -hmm. And so to Cammie Mitchell of Dubai of the United Arab Emirates. So, Cammie, thank you so much uh, for listening in. Uh, to Marriage Mondays with the King. So, you know, we want to thank everyone, not just those three individuals, but everyone that supports us. And it doesn't matter how you support us. If you're listening to us on the radio, this is over the Amen. Internet. If you're supporting us by um, supporting the show, if you're giving donations, if you're keeping us in prayer, if you're just giving us a thought, we yes. thank everyone for thank everything you. that you're doing. And once again, we ask that God continues to bless all those individuals who are listening in, and even those that may not, yes. uh, we ask that a word be spread so that individuals can hear about this, and maybe they can apply some of the things that we're giving out over the radio Amen. to their marriages, to their relationships, but not that we get the glory, but that in the end, God gets all the glory. Amen. And so moving on to our anniversaries, uh, we want to send a big happy uh, anniversary shout out to Ken and Lena Corbin of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, yes. uh, married nine years on May the 1st. Mm. Also to Bobby and Dee Sibley of Bad Baton Rouge, Louisiana, married four years on the third. Okay. And then to Undra and Tamika That's Jones. Andre. Andre. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I messed that all up. I'm using <laughs> good with names. But to Andre and Tamika Jones of North Little Rock, Arkansas, married seven years on uh, the fifth. Oh, uh, so they have celebrated uh, those anniversaries. And so we just want to be able to say happy anniversary to those individuals, but not only to them, to anyone that's celebrating the anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. And we ask that God continues to bless you with many more. Amen. Amen. And so just kind of moving forward, you know, we always encourage you to support, um, you know, your local businesses in your community. Now that the weather is warming up, and we always speak of this this time of the year, the weather is warming up. It's becoming amazing we encourage you simply go to google go to eventbrite you know you can go to facebook um where people advertise there are so many things that are coming up for you to get outside of your home and enjoy each other as husband and wife enjoy each other as a family even if you are single there is so much to be done and and you know me and my husband used to put on a lot of events when we had our business um, and we will put on a lot of events and we're here to tell you as prior business owners, it takes a lot of hard work, dedication, planning, love for, you know, those who put these events together and you hope and pray that people will come out, 
fellowship together, have an amazing time. And so in your community, no matter where you are listening around the world, get out and just enjoy one another. Meet new people. Just say, hello, my name is Shan. You know, meet someone new. You don't have to have a long drawn out conversation. Learn how to shake someone's hand like we used to back in the day, you know, because we don't want to come to the place where we're divided because we know what the word of God says. When you're divided against yourself, you cannot stand. Keep in mind that Karajian is a 100% listener supported radio station. So what that means is we have people that, you know what I'm saying? They want to um, donate. They want to become sponsors. They want to just sow into seeds of good ground. And so if that is you, you can feel free to contact the station. Also, if you desire to give a donation and support and God has placed on your heart to sow into, you know, a ministry or organization that's doing amazing things, Consider KRG and 98.5 FM. The address is 100 West Central Texas Expressway, suite number 307, Harker Heights, Texas, 76548. We thank you so much for those who are already sowing and pouring into KRG and being a blessing so that others can be a blessing. Now, moving on, you know, we got to get into our second segment of our show. But in order for us to do that, we have to thank the spiritual um, overseers of KRG, which is Pastor Rodney and First Lady Karen Gilchrist. We have the radio station owners, which is Mr. Ryan and his lovely wife, Tamisha Grace. We want to thank all the radio personalities of KRGN, the volunteers, the sponsors, those who donate, those who sow. When we are trying to come together and give back to the community for that, we say thank you for being a blessing. And keep in mind, KRGN have their app now. Just because you have the app, that means somebody else don't have the app. So each one, reach one, two, or three. Share the word about KRGN so others can keep it locked. Even to this day as we go out in the community, people are like, wait a minute. We have a gospel radio station that played gospel 24-7. I'm like, yeah, you didn't know. And so I've even, hey, do you mind me seeing your phone? I can go to your app store. I can download it for you. And there they are locked. Tell them about mykrgn.com because people want to keep it locked. And so we thank you for those who support and who do. Now we're going to get back into the second segment of our show where it is entitled Finding Safety in Your Marriage. So as we get into the second segment, we really want to try to push towards uh, answering that question of the day of what is preventing you from safety in your marriage and do you find safety in God? Mm. I think, uh, as my wife has stated before, one of the first things that you have to do, you have to find safety in God. Amen. You have to be able to uh, get close to the person that made you. He can yes. better help you understand yourself mm-hmm. so that you can better understand the person that you're in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, when I look at uh, that question of the day, what is preventing you from safety in your marriage? A lot of times it's you. Come on, come on, let the preach. Because sometimes we know exactly <laughs> what we're doing and what we're not doing yes. when it comes to safety for our spouse. My God. And sometimes we just don't want to admit that. And so we would rather let that individual suffer and not mm. feel safe and secure than mm. to deal with the issues that we're going through mm-hmm. so that it can make everything better for the entire relationship. Yes. Now, sometimes I can answer that question. It may be that spouse. Mm-hmm. That spouse, you may be doing everything for them to feel safe, but because of the things that they may have gone through in their past they're not able to get past that and so you're just turning your wheels and uh, spinning your wheels in the mud like a hamster on a wheel wow hmm. and so then we can uh, uh, go over we can answer that question and say sometimes 
um, the things that's preventing you from uh, safety in your marriages, other individuals. We talked about that. Who do we let inside our walls? That's true. Who are we talking to? Who are we listening to? Mm, come on. Come on. And sometimes that prevents us from being safe because we will take something that is unsafe and think it is safe mm. and try to inject it into our relationship, which causes further hurt or harm. That's true. And oftentimes that's listening to the wrong people. Yes. You know, uh, you get a lot of people, girl. I, I wouldn't take that if I were you. I, mm-hmm. This is what I would do. I would leave. You know, him. but if you keep looking at that, you keep saying I. Mm-hmm. If that's what I would do, then I, you go ahead and do that. I'm not going to bring that foolishness into my relationship. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's people that we listen to that cause us from having safety uh, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. My wife talked about it earlier. Sometimes we don't have that safety in our relationships because we're not communicating what we need. Yes. All right. As far as to to feel safe. But sometimes we're not even communicating to our spouse the things that have made us feel unsafe. Unsafe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need you to hold me. I need you to talk to me. Okay. But why? Because mm-hmm. somebody didn't do it before. Somebody didn't protect me before. And I need you to do that for me. Mm-hmm. And when we don't communicate um, in parallel um, agencies, if you will, you know, talk back and forth, have open communication about those things, mm-hmm. then it's hard for a person to understand what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we don't address boundaries in our relationship. Mm. That's one reason why a lot of people don't feel safe in a relationship is because you haven't set any boundaries. No boundaries. So a, a wife doesn't feel as though she's a, a loving member of a relationship she doesn't feel loved and respected because you're too busy showing something to another female Mm, or vice versa yes yeah so we have to understand that causes an individual to feel like i'm not safe i feel less than because you hold somebody else in more regards than you do me Mm. and so with that we we have to really be able to understand that making an individual feel safe a lot of it is pre- protecting things that come from outside the marriage, but a lot of stuff is within the marriage that we see right in front of us, and we're just afraid to do anything about it. That's true. And so, you know, do you find that safety in God? Mm. If God is not your crutch, if you will, I'm not, I'm not using that in a bad manner, mm-hmm. if he is not your protector, your provider, then how can you, how can you expect man to be? Come on. That's good. How can you expect man to be? That's true. God is all-knowing, all-seeing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the author of our faith. He's the, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and end. If he knows all of that, why do we put so much trust in a man or a woman to make us feel safe? Mm. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the institution of marriage or you being in a relationship, but you have to understand that person that you married to is a human being. Yes. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to know everything. Mm -hmm. And so now you put two human beings in the mix. Now you're really trying to mess it up. Mm. So we have to keep God in the center of everything. And if God can provide that safety net for us, then it's not that hard for that man or that woman to do it. Because if you're both living together, working towards the things of God, then he can interject himself in the midst of that and keep you feeling protected. That's true. But yeah. if we try to do everything on our own, then we, we we put ourselves to be in a position to be attacked by the enemy and not only attacked by the enemy, but to be taken out by the enemy. That's true. If you think about some of the, the shows that some of uh, our listeners may uh, watch, if you think about the 300 
um, I used to watch Spartacus uh, back in the day, especially the old one with Kurt Douglas in it. Those Roman soldiers had different ways of protecting not only themselves, but when they band together and they all put their shields up and the arrows would fly in, the arrows would just bounce off the shields. Mm. See, a lot of times we don't feel safe in our relationships because we're too busy just trying to shield ourselves when we should be putting both of our shields together to shield our family. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. That's and so true. when we work together collectively, then it becomes easier. We've all heard the saying, two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Two shields are better than one. Mm-hmm. So why are we fighting each other when it comes to safety instead of fighting with each other to make sure our families and our relationships are safe? That is so true. And so one of the um, other safeties that I mentioned most recent and in line with what you know my husband is talking about is communication safety. That is very important because as we start to feel safe in our marriage, as we start to feel like my husband is my safe place, I can honestly say, and I'm not bragging, it took us some some work and some time of the two of us becoming one flesh because it didn't happen instantly after we got married. Plus, we had, you know, both in the military and all these things like that. It took us some time to get here. However, I can honestly say that my husband is my safety. Think about it like this. I want you to think about it like this, husbands and wives. When something go down that is not good, who's the first person that you call? Who is the first person that you call? If you are not physically able to pick up the phone and call someone, what is the name that you call out? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so in saying that, I'm going to call out on God. I'm going to start praying. If I can't get to my phone to to pick it up and call my husband, then guess what? I'm going to call out on the name of Jesus. I'm calling out on God. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to do whatever I need to do in that situation. But physically, the first person that I call when something go down is my husband. And my husband knows me. If I call him and I can't, baby, I'm about to blow up that phone. You hear me? I'm about to blow up that phone. If I can't get in contact with my husband, the second person I call is my sister who is right under me in age. Who do you call when something feels unsafe to you and it's a 911 situation? Who are you calling? Now, I'm not talking about when somebody breaks into your house. Of course, obviously, you're going to call 911. But I'm talking about who is the first one that you call. And now that communication safety. I'm going to give two examples that are all too common. And I hope and pray that if you're listening as husband and wife, this is something that you've both healed from. You're past this. And I'm not trying to bring up old stuff. But y'all know me that I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to speak from both sides of this. Where I've seen the most where husbands, where that communication safety is breached, is when your wife comes to you and tell you something in confidence that's supposed to remain between the two of you because she believes that when she's talking to you, she's talking to herself and it's not going to go any further than that. And then she come down at dinner time or whatever the case may be that the next function come up, family function, then all of a sudden it's your mama that's telling this, oh, so how are you feeling about the situation that you discussed with, you know, my son, this and this and this, or it's your sister. Okay, somebody is bringing something that she brought to you, communicating from her heart, trying to open up and build that safety. You know, when it told someone else outside of your walls of safety within your marriage and your family, and they come back and bring that thing right around with their messy selves. Y'all forgive me. Y'all know I'm direct. Now, flip it around. You got women 
Now we all know that it's 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 in a sense more uncommon than than it is so that husbands would open up and share their heart. Something that is heartfelt is deep down because nine times out of ten, most men are taught you suck it up with your feelings, you don't talk about this, you da 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 die, you just deal with it. That's what society has taught for years. So you mean to tell me when your husband comes to you and he shares something with you of his heart in confidence, the first thing you're doing is picking up your phone and you calling your girlfriend. You calling your girlfriend. Whether your girlfriend is trifling or not, she might bring that thing right on back around. Or whatever the case may be. And then guess what? You've breached that communication safety. So depending on what situation, whether you be the husband or the wife, the ramifications of that is your spouse is going to feel like I can't trust you anymore. I can't open up and talk to you anymore because that was something that was not supposed to go outside of the four walls of our home, our bedroom or whatever the case may be. Honey, I was talking to you. And so we always talk about communication. That is a big thing to have in your marriage, but you have to understand where is like my husband was saying, what is the boundaries? Cause nine times out of 10, when a conversation is had, and I don't even have to say this with my husband, baby, I got to tell you something. I got to share something, but this is just between me and you. This is between me and you. This, you know, this stays right here. Please don't let this go outside. I don't even have to say that to my husband because I know when I'm talking to my husband, I'm talking to myself. But see, how many of us can say that we do not understand how, yes, spiritual safety, uh, safety is a big one, but that communication safety can break down every other one of those safeties, mental, financial, emotional, and physical. It can allow it to spiral downhill. So we have to keep that in mind. What is the communication looking like with God? Do you pray to God? Do you have faith in God? What is the communication looking like with your husband or your wife? Mm, that's so good. think about that. That's good. And so now I'm, I'm going to jump off and um, I'm going to try to turn into one of my uh, college professors. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> what is preventing you from safety in your marriage. Mm. And one of our professors sat down and they, they had a long conversation with the class. And you guys know we're, we're in school for counseling. And he said something that I thought was very, very profound. And it addressed a lot of different issues in relationships. But it's really going to be touching on the subject of safety right now. Mm. You know, the thing that may be keeping you from feeling safe in your marriage is the fact that you're comfortable with being unsafe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I think I'm about to leave. You, you have been. <laughs> wow. You have felt unsafe for so long. Yes. That you're just comfortable being in that manner. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it may be an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you never told your husband that something happened to you when you were younger and you just held on to that. And because you've been trying to deal with it and hold on to it, now it's hard for you to let it go. Come on. Mm. So a lot of us treat our problems, our issues that we have um, like a monkey with a candy jar. If you guys have ever seen that, they, they take a monkey and they put something on the inside of a jar. He reaches in and, and grabs um, a handful and when he tries to pull his hand out he can't because his hand is bigger than it was when he slid it in mm. so instead of letting go of some of the things and just dealing with you know getting one piece of candy no he wants the whole thing mm. you're holding on to so much that if you would just start to gradually let something go and just pick one thing that you can deal with then it's easier for your hand to go in and out of the jar mm -hmm. and you won't get stuck mm -hmm. but some of us are so comfortable sitting in our mess if you will mm. that it's all right 
Wow. And, and you can even see that with a baby sometimes. He'll cry for a little bit. Then he's like, well, I guess ain't nobody going to change me. Let me just sit here. Mm-hmm. Or they'll start pulling and tugging at it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so ask yourself the question, how long are you going to sit and feel unsafe? Wow. Don't you want to be in the comfort zone of feeling safe? Mm. So you got to be like our old bishop used to say, you better speak that thing. Come on. You got to say something with your mouth. Yes. And once you say something, then you put an action to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. can't expect mm-hmm. a person to do everything for us. We've got to do a little bit. Amen. And, and going back to the analogy I was using earlier uh, about uh, football and, you know, you getting sacked in your end zone. Mm-hmm. The, the enemy has gotten you so far back to the spot where you were supposed to be defending and now they're in the end zone and they tackle you and then they get points for it. Mm. Some of us are being tackled in our own end zone, in our own homes, in our own churches. Yes. Come on. We need to get on the offensive and start gaining some yards so that we get off in the enemy's end zone. Come on. Because I think we give the enemy way too much credit. He's sacking us way too much. And a lot of it is self-inflicted. Amen. Mm -hmm. That is so true. That is so true. And I'm glad you said that baby, because, that made me think about this as we're talking about safety and I know you all are probably thinking how in the world do y'all even come up with this God just he gives it and we be obedient we speak about a lot of topics that people don't even think about in regards to your marriage things have to come up in order for you to be able to affect change for the better and so in saying that when it comes to safety when your husband and wife, so so say I communicate something with my with my husband to my husband from my heart, and I'm like, baby, this is what I need to feel safe. So my honey may not know what it looked like right off the bat, but however, being that God has made man to be fixers, <laughs> you know, we say that all the time to be fixers. He's going to try to fix it. He's going to try to do the things. I would do the same exact thing for him if he communicated that to me as well. However, what I should not do as a wife is be trying to shut him down and tell him, you know, you're not making me feel safe. You, you're doing it wrong. Why can't you just get it right? I already told you how I feel. See, some people are so guilty of this but see you don't praise the trying but you stomp on it instead and so then here's your spouse that's trying to make you feel safe and all the things make baby i'm trying to make you feel safe well, I, I want this thing to work i want our marriage to work i want it to be better but yet and still you're complaining instead of praising you're complaining your spouse instead of praising them for the effort of the things that they are trying to do and so that's the reason why some people get so stagnant as we often equate to water being stagnant. When it don't move, it becomes stale. It starts to stink. You see what I'm saying? And some of you all's marriages, some marriages out there are starting to stink because it's stale. Because guess what? That spouse is only going to try for so long if we can be real on tonight. The spouse is going to try for so long and then you're going to turn around and get mad for them because they're no longer trying. Oh, you just give up on me? That's what you do? Like my husband said, no, baby, you got to put forth some effort. If my husband is trying, I want to be able to come back to him with that same heart that I shared, whatever it was on my mind and my heart to make me feel safe, to say, baby, thank you so much. And see, that's the thing. Like my husband was saying, some of us are so used to dysfunction, negativity, feeling unsafe that we won't even try in the effort of, you know, letting our spouse know, baby, I see you trying. I'm going to try with you. And so... When it comes to this safety, some of you may say, I don't feel safe in my marriage. 
I haven't felt safe from some time, but ask yourself why. You can't always blame it on your spouse because it takes two. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The two of you are one. So it's not always them. Even if they have tried and you've shot them down, you need to go back and get that thing right. I encourage you to go and get it right. Baby, I apologize. Last year you was trying, but I was saying that it wasn't good enough. Because maybe you feel safe in your unsafetiness. Maybe you feel that you are still only able to function in your dysfunction. And that's not going to get you or your marriage anywhere. Mm, that's good. Um, I, I think as we go forward and we're, we're still answering the, the question of the day, um, once again, I'm just going to take it back to the individuals involved in, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we stated that some of the reasons why we don't feel safe is because we have some self-inflicted wounds. Mm-hmm. Some of us don't feel safe because we won't, won't let our uh, spouses help us to feel safe. Yes. When they do things to try to make you feel safe, then you have pushed back against it. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden that person doesn't feel good about themselves and what they're supposed to be doing. Wow. And so what I would encourage everyone to do in this particular area you got to build your faith. Yes. Build your faith when it comes to that safety. If you don't think your husband or your spouse is making you feel safe, pray for them. Pray with them. And then have the faith in God that things are going to change. Come on. See, I would tell you to have faith in that man or that woman that they're going to start making you feel safe like you have the faith in your car. Mm, you step on. out in the morning. <laughs> you don't even think that that car just ain't going to start today. Yes. You're going to put all your stuff up in the car, load it all up. Mm-hmm. You're going to start it with that remote or you're going to get in and turn that key or push that button. And you don't think about it. Mm. And then when it doesn't start, you know what we do? We just turn the key back and then we try it again. Yes. 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 And then we'll go inside. Well, honey, the car's not starting. See, now we're trying to troubleshoot everything mm. when we could be taking things ahead of time, being uh, proactive in mm-hmm, some things. Mm-hmm. And so even if something doesn't start, sometimes we'll go through and we'll troubleshoot things before we call mm. the person that can come fix our car. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing I'll say with that is that, you know, if you need to feel safe, you need to talk to the person that's going to make you feel the safest. You don't call a mechanic that works on a car to fix your plumbing in your house if Come it's on. backed up. Mm-hmm. We need to start learning how to go to the right people to help us feel safe. Yes. If you and your husband can't do it together, then you need to find yourself a church and maybe get some pastoral counseling mm-hmm. or go to a professional counseling center. See someone that may be able to help you. Yes. Because if you keep trying to plug the holes and then the, the, the basement is still flooded eventually somebody may drown that's true yeah that is so true and so you know we know like we said that we are talking about safety we just ask that and encourage that as we even go forth with the radio show god has given us a deeper level of things that you would just apply it don't just agree with it don't just oh yeah girl i heard this no apply it Because there are so many marriages that are suffering. There are so many of us who are putting our faith in in man instead of God. There are so many of us that are faking. We put so much effort into faking to look like our marriage is held together and it is good. But we don't understand the underlying root and the lack of safety that we feel because we're not willing to examine it. I kind of use, I always go back to money because people get really sensitive when it comes to their money. Let's just be honest. They really do. Somebody steal your money, you in an uproar. Somebody steal your honey, you probably ain't going to say anything. But anyway, I digress. And so in saying that, 
when it comes to the money, baby, we'll do everything to protect our pocketbooks and our wallets. Why are we not willing to do that when it comes to our marriages? Why are we putting so much effort into all the negative energy? And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound probably really interesting coming from a Christian um, inspirational radio station. Some of us use God. And I'm going to say this. Some of us use God as an excuse mm. to not have to do the work in our marriage. That's it. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. You see that you have so much dysfunction going on in your marriage. And so what you do is, well, you know, God is a fixer. God's going to work it out. Yes, but God is telling you, you need to go get some counseling. Mm -hmm. Both of y'all need to go get in the counseling seat. But see, you don't want to do the work because, you know, it makes me feel good to blame my husband for everything that's going on in the marriage. But baby, I dare not sit in a, a therapist's chair or sit in the pastor's office and it comes out that I'm the one who's actually the problem. Mm -hmm. I dare not do that so what i do is instead of say yes god is a fixer yes god is a fixer but uh uh without work faith without works is dead yep. you gotta put some action to that thing you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. you can't say that your marriage is gonna get better and you waiting and you got faith in god but you're not moving and you're not doing anything mm. so it's sometimes that i hear people say this in my presence and it's people and i'm not beating up on people in the church i'm not beating up on people outside of the church but it's people in my presence who say this we make excuse some of y'all have said this let me get a good old country example i love when god drops it in my spirit well when my husband do better and he be the head of the house that god has called him to be then i'll do better but see it starts with him okay but wait a minute though <laughs> wait a minute if we are in this thing together where the two become one why why can't you start doing better mm, that's because good. in order for the marriage to grow and do better we both got to do better i'm just saying that's good that's real good so as we get ready to move towards the closing we want to go ahead and read our thought of the week our thought of the week comes from richard bach mm -hmm. and it reads a soulmate is someone who has lots to fit our keys and keys to fit our lots when we feel safe enough to open the lots our truest selves step out and we can be completely and honestly who we are mm. we can be loved for who we are and not for who we're pretending to be each unveils the best part of the other no matter what else goes wrong around us with that one person we're safe in our own paradise and that comes from richard bach wow that's amazing mm -hmm. i like that when when you open up each one of us we're safe in our own paradise mm -hmm. That's amazing. What do so, you think about that? Baby? I think it's all about that, that trust. I think it's about commitment, communication, um, that you build that foundation so that you are able uh, to do that. And, you know, just real shortly, I think that for a lot of individuals, they have that. Yes, I think right a lot, there. I think a lot of individuals start out with that. Yes. It's just that as we get into life and we have kids and we work and we let other things start to really get inside of our uh, relationship, is that we lose sight of those things mm. at, at times. And I think the, the biggest thing that we have to always do is that in every marriage, there should be a goal, mm -hmm. but you can't lose sight of that goal. Yes. When, when you're walking on the water like Peter, the reason why he starts sinking is because he took his eyes off what he was supposed to be focused on. Mm -hmm. We need to stay focused on our marriage. Yes, that is that is so true. That is so Amazing. So we want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors. And so that's Lucille Rohn, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPVO. 
HIVO exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans past, current, and future. HIVO has a encouraging veterans apparel available that makes you proud to be a veteran. And if you desire to have a Miss Lucille come for any speaking engagements that you may have reference veterans and you know the things that we go through as veterans and she is a licensed clinical social worker please feel free to get more information by visiting their website at l-u-c-i-l-l-e-r-o-a-n-e.com we have christian humor for slash inspiration which is a group that's designed to uplift inspire and bring humor to everyday life in a christian way so for those of you on the social media they have a facebook page that you can check out by searching christian humor for slash inspirations we want to let you know that we will not be on next monday because yours truly will be celebrating Mother's Day weekend and we encourage you all to do the same as well. We will be joining you back on Monday, May the 20th. So if you have any topics that you would like to be discussed, reach out to us. We would love it. We thank you for your support. But thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you next uh, two Mondays from now right here and we encourage you to keep it locked on KRGN 98.5 FM. The Rock.